welcome to Unapologetic, a podcast about defending, not apologizing, for your Christian convictions. Last week, we we talked about a topic that's a little different than usual. It's not dealing with arguments or evidence so much for the Christian worldview, but we talked about how uh, who we spend time with communicates something about our gospel convictions, and so we should care about that. If you missed the episode, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to it. And this week, we're going to apply similar thinking in a different way. We're going to talk about how our jobs, our vocations, obviously are taken both too seriously by us and simultaneously not seriously enough. And this communicates something about what we believe to be true about Christ, Christianity, and the gospel. For many people, work is the place where they spend the single most amount of time, at least during the work week. And so it's something we need to think about as Christians. How are we looking at the workplace? How do we think of the tasks that we're doing? How do we even think about the fact that we have to work? I think for many people, work is seen as a negative. When you get together with someone, you say, you know, how's your week going? Often the, the negatives in their life, if there are some, stem from their job. And it's stressful, and it's difficult, and it's boring, and it's, it's uh, busy, and those sorts of things. And so I think we end up with this view that work is actually a negative sort of thing. When work itself precedes the fall, work was in the world. It was a feature of creation and how God designed us and oriented reality before sin entered the world. Isn't that interesting to take a moment to think about that work is not a bad thing? Now, after the fall, as a result of the curse, work becomes more difficult, it becomes more burdensome, but work itself is not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. And so I want to talk today about the ways in which we take our jobs often too seriously, and the ways in which we take them not seriously enough, and what that communicates, good or bad, about what we believe to be true about Christ and Christianity. So we're going to talk about a few passages today. Once again, a good amount of scripture going on in this episode. Let's start in Ephesians 6.5, where Paul is addressing slaves. And maybe this is a topic we'll spend some more time on directly in the future. But for now, I think it'll be sufficient to make a point that's, that's parallel and in a slightly different area. Paul says, Slaves, obey your human masters with fear and trembling in the sincerity of your heart as to Christ, not like those who do their work only when someone is watching as people pleasers, but as slaves of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. Obey with enthusiasm as those serving the Lord and not people, because you know that each person, whether slave or free, if he does something good, will be rewarded by the Lord. So he's addressing people who are slaves of human masters, but he says that they should actually work as though they are slaves of Christ. Now, what is the work they're doing? Well, it's the work that their human master has them do, but they're doing it as if they're doing it for Christ, because in a perhaps more true way, they actually are working for Christ. And we struggle here oftentimes, the the slavery topic notwithstanding, to to realize that everything in life is actually a part of the Christian life. There's no non-Christian part of life for the Christian. There may be areas where we act unchristianly, but there is no area over which the Lord does not claim authority and the right to receive worship through it. So there's no actual insignificant area of life for the Christian. I would say for anyone, but especially and in a different way for the Christian. So Paul is telling slaves here, and let's just make a parallel here to employees. That That's not true, obviously, in every sense. But he's telling people who were even more disadvantaged than employees are today, much more so, that their work should be as if it's unto the Lord, that they should be uh, striving to do a good job, not just when someone's watching, but they should obey with enthusiasm. Now, these are people who are not free. They're constrained to be where they are. 
They're viewed as property. And he's telling them to act in a way that many of us who are free in different ways do not even act in our jobs. That should be instructive for us in how we think through work. And we'll, we'll make some application points here in a minute. Another passage would be 1 Corinthians 10. And we looked at this recently dealing with meat sacrificed to idols and that sort of situation. But Paul says here at the end of that section, So whatever you eat and drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. And I always have found it interesting that he chooses two very simple things here, eating and drinking. And of course, those were some of the debated topics in this passage. But he's saying, even those simple things, when you do them or anything else, do for the glory of God. And we would agree with that in the abstract. But how do I view typing a report at work? Am I doing that for the glory of God? Am I trying to apply myself in that way for God's glory, not my own? I, I think this is an area where we, we don't spend enough thought and we really need to. So here are a few other passages that speak to this issue, and then we'll bring this together for some conclusions. In Luke 3, some soldiers are asking Jesus for advice about their position. And they say, well, as for us, what should we do? And he says to them, take money from no one by violence or false accusation and be content with your pay. I think there's a principle here that's specifically applied to these soldiers and how they would exploit their power. As we've just seen a few verses earlier in Luke where the tax collectors exploited their power for ill-gotten gain. Well, the soldiers were doing the same thing. But this ending principle, I think, applies to everyone. Be content with your pay. Well, what about Luke 10? where it's not just be content with your pay, but Jesus says in a different way, the laborer is worthy of his wages. You are worthy to be paid a fair wage for your work, which means for some work, some people deserve more because it may be more skilled. Uh, it may be a, a more sought after thing. It may have taken them longer to get qualified for it, but you are worthy of a fair wage for your work. And 2 Thessalonians 3.10 also speaks to this, which says, if anyone is not willing to work, neither should he eat. So there are several principles here, and like many things in the Bible, when we try to bring them together, they overlap in points, and some of them are situational in how they're said. But on the one hand, we're told that the worker is worthy of his wage, and on the other, he should be content with his pay. And yet, if you don't work and are not willing to work, you should not eat. So there's this personal responsibility aspect there. And we bring these together, and we also say that whatever we do should be for the glory of God. And we start to say, what does all this look like if we applied it to how we look at our jobs? And how, how do we look at our jobs, and, and how does that communicate something about Christianity and what we believe? Because I think far too many of us spend far too much effort trying to advance in our career, trying to make more money, maybe to, to have more things that we enjoy, and we are not working as if unto the Lord. If the slave was supposed to work to the Lord, surely the free person is supposed to work unto the Lord. And yes, we are. And so we look at work, both the reason why we do it, what we hope to get out of it, not primarily in terms of what the Bible says we should look at work like and what we should get out of it. And, and so that's what I'm saying. In some ways, we take our job more seriously than we should. The job is not primarily about self-fulfillment. The job is not primarily about advancement or respect or power or money even. Work is not primarily about money. And so we look at it in all of these ways and make it more important in those areas than we should. And we don't make it and don't view it accurately as important as it should be in other ways. Because work is worship. It's worshiping something. If what we're doing in our jobs is seeking our own advancement and fulfillment, then in some ways we're worshiping ourselves for the American dream. 
But work should be worship unto God. If we go back to that Ephesians passage, right? Work as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Our our hearts in our work should be towards God. Now, yes, we are doing that in a physical place for a human employer, but we're supposed to do this work for enthusiasm for God and not for people, as though we're serving God and the Lord, not people. Isn't that interesting? We need to think of work that way. I'm preaching to myself here. (laughs) This is something I need to realize, that my my worth and my identity um, should not be found in my job. The main reason I go to work should not be to make money. It should not be to advance, to pursue the American dream, because that's all smoke and mirrors at the end. It does not persist. I didn't need God and Jesus and the gospel to want those things. I actually need the gospel and the work of the Spirit to transform my heart to want those things less. And so the American dream and how it's viewed often in religious circles is a form of the prosperity gospel. This whole life, liberty, pursuit of happiness that that gets translated into a view of materialistic success is not the gospel, and it is not at home in the Bible or in Christianity. Now, does that mean it's, it's bad to advance in your career? Does that mean it's bad if you get a raise at work? No, it, it doesn't in and of itself. It could be bad for you. It could be because of bad motives, but it doesn't mean that. And so people who have more authority at work or do make more than others, that doesn't mean that that's bad or wrong. A lot of it has to do with how we view these things and what place they have in our hearts and what our desires are like. And so quickly in our remaining few minutes, I want to give you a few thoughts about how we should view work, how we should view it as more important in other areas than we do. Work is worship, as I pointed out. It's discipleship. It's the area where we make probably the most um, decisions in a row in a day. We are at work, many of us, for at least eight hours or more, depending on what you do. And if you don't work, translate yourself to your context. If you're a stay-at-home mom, that is definitely work. If you're a student, that's your job. If you're volunteering somewhere as a retired person, that's your work. It's your vocation. It's what you've applied yourself to. So whatever you're doing in that way, it is worship and it is an opportunity for discipleship. All of our relationship contexts are opportunities for discipleship. We are either discipling ourselves well or we're discipling ourselves and others poorly. But what am I primarily aiming to do in my job? Who am I working for? Who am I trying to please ultimately? I think for most of us, we're going to answer that question, and it's going to be ourselves, our boss. Uh, We're we're trying to do better because our spouse wants us to make more money. I mean, you fill in the blank, but none of those are, are the ultimate and good biblical reason to apply ourselves well at work. Would I think as much of myself if I worked at McDonald's? That can be a helpful diagnostic question. There are no bad jobs. There are no jobs we should look down on people for as long as they are not immoral. And even then, we shouldn't be judgy about it. But, but by my point here is, is our, our jobs do not give us our worth. But how we apply ourselves at our jobs can testify to the glory of God and to whom we're working, or they can detract from it. And, and our jobs can be an apologetic, something that, that gives defense or gives reasons for the hope we have. If we are demonstrating publicly that we are working hard, and when asked or given the opportunity, we say, I'm working as unto the Lord. I, I want this company to succeed, but I am working for my ultimate Lord, for my Savior, who gave me far much than I deserve, and I am working in this world doing good work for Him. And I'm doing it here, at this company, for you as my boss. But nonetheless, I am working hard 
for my Lord. What would that look like in terms of Christian witness? It's not just words at that point, isn't it? If, if you've been recognized as doing good and hard work, and you're saying you're doing, it, you're doing it for Jesus, isn't that revolutionary? Especially in a time when there are many people who just kind of phone it in at work, who view work as showing up, getting a paycheck, doing some things, talking with some people, and going home. What would it look like if that was not you, and that testified to the glory of God and what he has done for you with grace you didn't deserve? So our work can be an apologetic. But work is primarily about serving others. It's working for God and serving others. And I'm not talking about ministry. I'm not talking about pastoral staff. I'm talking about every single person. The, the thing that motivates us should not be making more money, should not be attaining more power or prestige. It should be serving others through whatever means and place God has us at this moment. So we're working for Him and we're serving others. And if we are looking at work in that way, it will be harder to view it through the lens solely of personal fulfillment or personal power. It will be harder to be prideful about serving God. Isn't that just kind of an odd pairing of things, if that's actually how we view it? But work is actually very dignified. There are no undignified jobs as long as they're not immoral. So the person who collects garbage, there's as much dignity in that as there is as running a company. So your worth is not based on your work. And there are many people today wondering, what should I do with my life? What, what type of career or field should I enter? How do I find the will of God? Maybe we'll talk about the, the will of God in future episodes. I do have very defined thoughts on that. But let me just say now, God is much more concerned with what type of worker you'll be than what career you're in. He's much more concerned with the type of spouse you'll be if you get married than who you marry. He's more concerned with the type of neighbor you'll be than what neighborhood you live in or what state you live in. It is very much about how we are applying ourselves, how we are living, how we are glorifying God in our our circumstances than what specific activities we're doing. Once again, as long as those activities are not immoral. So work is dignified. All work is dignified. Even jobs that society may look down as, uh, as mundane and, and dirty uh, or, or trivial, all work is dignified. Remember, work is not a feature of a fallen world. It was a feature of a pre-fall world. And my last point is that Christians should be better. So work is worship, it's discipleship, it's an apologetic, it's about serving others, and Christians should be better at it. I mean, consider, who are we working for? If we're working for God, our Savior, who, who gave us far much more than we deserve, why would we not work harder for Him than we would for a secular boss? Or for ourselves, if we're viewing work primarily as about self-fulfillment, shouldn't we work harder for Jesus than for ourselves? Shouldn't we do better, more wholesome, better quality work for God than for a human master? Yes, yes we should. So if Christians are working as if unto the Lord, their work will be better. It will be more ethical. It will be above board. It will be no questions asked. They will make things right. They will put the customer first because they're working to serve others. They're working as if unto the Lord in a primary sense. And so there are far too many, in, in my experience, Christians who do not do a good job at their job. They're just content to kind of phone it in along with everyone else. And that testifies to something. It actually detracts from their Christian witness. In the past, I've kind of looked at, at hiring people to do work, um, like around the house or, you know, professional services or things like that. And I've tried actually to stay away from hiring Christians because I've had a bad run hiring Christians. This is not a specific commentary on anyone in particular, um, and, and it may just have been my bad luck and run of experiences. But in my experience, many of the people who are not Christians do better work than the people who are Christians, and it should not be that way. God can distribute giftings as he wants, but many times Christians just kind of seem to, to show up, do a job, and call your brother and leave. And that's not how it should be. 
I mean, the Bible says we should do, do good to everyone, especially to those in the household of faith. So if you are a Christian working for another Christian, arguably you should do even better work than you did for, for anyone else. But we all should do excellent work and strive to be the best at our careers we can, not for self-advancement, not for, for more money or material gains, but as if unto the Lord. And isn't it interesting that if we are doing it that way, we will find so much more joy and contentment in our work. Whether, once again, that's a stay-at-home mom, whether it's volunteering, uh, whether it's a, a professional career, whatever it is, we'll find more contentment in it, actually, if we approach it through the lens of serving God. And just the way God has ordered this world and with the current economic principles that are in play, it's very likely that if you are doing a good job serving the Lord, that you will advance in your career, that you will make more money. But there again, we have to, to make some decisions. It's not always worth it. If we're viewing everything under the Lordship of Christ and everything is a part of the Christian life, it's not always worth it to take the more money and work the more time to sacrifice opportunities to be with your family, to do ministry, uh, to relax. So we must be careful that even in our attempt to serve the Lord well, we don't get caught up in the whole American dream cycle of, of chasing a, a path that leads to materialistic success. There's something very noble in prioritizing other things besides kind of worldly career advancement. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope it helps you think through the fact that that how we live, how we work, uh, it can be an aspect and is an aspect of Christian discipleship, and it can be an apologetic, either add to or detract from our Christian witness. I'll talk with you next week on Unapologetic. <laughs>